Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake with myself, Davis Wimbledon. Happy 3rd of July to you as I come live from Shy City, Chicago, Chirac. Um, we came out here for the NASCAR event, the first one in Chicago. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We'll, we'll give you some behind the scenes. we got some content there. And they just tried to make it like a festival and a good time. And it was a little bit of rain. Uh Baseball world. I was screaming on here on, you know, one baseball today episode. If you watch that, uh, oh, phone almost fell on me. I thought this June, and I I couldn't tell. And I always I always preface these kind of things with, you know, in a way, still very new at this. We started doing talking baseball. I think end of twenty nineteen. Um, we were, I don't know. Still Yankee guys being like, okay, maybe we should do all baseball. 2020, Trevor Plouffe, world ends, short season, PBA season, uh, lockouts. Lockout would be CBA season. We haven't had a lot of normal seasons. Um, And with this new playoff format, even last year, I thought things were set up kind of differently where – People were teams were still coming off of COVID that not everyone was kind of competing, but I feel like we kind of had a flip in that, and we have a lot of teams out there right now that I thought this June teed up to be. I don't know. I I wanted it to matter, and I I think where I've currently landed, uh, it mattered a lot more if you were bad than if you were good. So we'll do that. And then they released All-Stars. We're not going to do snubberoos uh, because get, a lot of those guys are probably going to be placed on there, uh, especially, I mean, pitchers, couple. I mean, A, they released it all with, like, Jordan and Judge. So there's two right there, two more outfielders you're in. So if you have an AL outfield snub right now, you're going to be okay. Uh but yeah, want to want to talk about that a little bit because there's a couple names on there that, uh, my goodness, happy for them, and we'll go through that with Beebs. This episode is brought to you by uh, me and David. Happy third of July. So June, real quick, and BBD. I don't I don't know if you know the best way to look up monthly team record stats. I the you know where I landed. That's it's a good website, but it's not usable all the time. Uh, Stat Muse, like with the Ooh. little cartoon picture that pops up. Their website's like, good. So if if you Google, oh boy, there goes phone. If you Google, hey hey, if you Google, I'm coming live from my hotel room. If you Google, uh, MLB team records June 2023, the links that come up are not super helpful. You just get regular standings. If you scroll enough, Stat Muse pops up, and you get a nice little cartoon pick, and you get every team's record except the bottom four, I think, which is funny. They like that's their get our subscription to get these records, and it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I if I really wanted, I could look those up, but yeah, I, look, I respect the game a little bit. It looks like you can still see what those four teams are. Yeah, you can still see them, so you know they were bad. So um, I, I guess shout out to Stat Muse. But, yeah, I think uh, 
I, I guess on baseball reference, if you sorted by my, I don't know. It just feels like it baseball should be. reference should have an easier split there or fair. Just, one just, of them. One of you guys win that war. Just give me a better month column. Let's start with, uh, let's start with the bad. Cause you already know it. And I think we can be quick about it. This June, the, the two ones that hurt the most are still the Mets and the Padres for me. Uh, if you, if you hear that, the lackluster tone in my voice and you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Jake, shouldn't it? Oh my God. Joe's McFly talked to me all weekend. How the Yankees should have Juan Soto. Yeah, dude. I like them too. Um, I, I would love to have one of the best players in baseball. Padres and the Mets, the new owners. We learned Seidler's name. We learned Cohen's name. They're both bad in June, and they both kind of couldn't afford it. Um, we're a week away from All-Star. Me and BBD, bags packed for Seattle. Leaving a, leaving a couple days. Holy smokes. Uh, busy week for Poppy Gordo. We're going to land there. That I wanted these teams to be good so we could get more owners that would pay more, that would compete more, that would lead to a better product. And both of these teams are pooping the bed. You don't believe in them at all. At all at all. And the other team that's kind of been dodging them, and I'm in the weirdest place with, is the place we're going to in Seattle. That they're, I think they're, one or two games below 500. They've been one or two games below 500 for seemingly the whole season. They had an awful June. Mm-hmm. And the, what, 9 and 15? Something like that? Yeah, I have. I'm on Satmuse's record since June. So that includes the couple days of July, and they're 11 and okay. 15 since June. Okay. Hot in July. So we'll take that. Flames and July. That's, that's where the, the, not the lame part of the conversation comes out. Mariners run the table this week. They're a couple games above 500 into the all-star break. They're hosting the all-star break. They're trading. I think I'm out. I, I think I gave the Mets, I gave the Padres, I gave the Mariners a shot. They all gave me nothing in June, even though there's other information there and you might like this and, uh, you know, I, I gave my Padres speech last week how they just need to hit a little bit better. Everything else has been good. They just lose games. There's, there's winning. Yankee fans are starting to feel this in a very interesting and uh, a little douchey way that you can feel the difference between a team. And I know, you know analytically, if your team finishes with 91 wins or if your team finishes with 98 wins, Front offices view that as the same the same thing to win a World Series. How's the rest of your team set up? Look at the Phillies from last year, right? That would be the absolute counter. 87-win Phillies, but they had the high-end talent. I think this season, there are a lot more good teams. So Seattle is a little less of a problem about them. The Mariners and Padres, or excuse me, the Mets and the Padres – they haven't been able to win, and they feel disconnected. And we knew the NL East was going to be really good. And by the way, good records in June. Your Florida Marlins, 
we call Miami Marlins now. Mm-hmm. I think we're there. No more Florida Marlins. That's kind of a bad rebrand, right? I guess they have alliteration now, but like it. Or is just Tampa just like you can't do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hate to get political this close to the holiday, but um, so we knew the NL East was going to be good. We thought the Mets were going to be a big part of it. They are not. The Marlins had the second best record in June to the Atlanta Braves, where I'm, we'll get to the goddamn Braves. My goodness. I think the Phillies, BVD, and I say think uh, because I do only have my phone. I don't have a laptop. In a very sad moment before we start recording this, I turned the TV on. Like there would be there would be the baseball updates I needed just on the TV. That's not how anything's ever worked. The Phillies had a fantastic month too. Uh, I I think they're three of the top four Junes: Braves, Marlins, Phillies. Uh yeah yeah Phillies and Giants I have is tied for third. So, you're the Mets. You're you've been bad. The Phillies are kind of who you thought they were. Nice month. The Marlins are better than we thought they were, and there's young talent pitching wise. You've obviously known that. Jorge Soler, one of the sneaky all-stars this year. Uh, Luis Arias, one of the sneaky all-stars this year. Uh, Jazz Chisholm just came back. Mets, I think it's done. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to any Mets fans that are tuning in here, and he, you also could just be nodding your head with me and saying yes, but a couple of the variables changed. The trade deadline is going to be so interesting for that team. I I don't want to uh, – okay. So I was trying to not be rude to Mets fans. I'll be rude to Mets fans for a second, but that's because Mets fans were rude to Paxton. Uh, we did who's going to be like our biggest player to get traded, and Paxton mm-hmm. dropped a Pete Alonzo. Comment section didn't love that, and you understand why if you're a Mets fan. Um and you know what Cohen's trying to do and pay them, and they love Pete and all of that. But year and a half, you get an absolute haul. I'm not saying Alonzo's happening. Do I think that Mets- one's going to happen? No, but disproportionate reaction. I mean, the the Mets are wild because it doesn't. <laughs> it wasn't made. It wasn't built to sell. Pop. Uh, you have those old pitchers, like in a way they could be traded, right? They're short-term contracts, but yeah. you can't Scherzer's do that. Scherzer's been sneaky. Scherzer been great. this year. Like a couple bad been ones great. And the suspension. but like, like, Do you trade David Robertson? I mean, he's been kind of a lights-out back-end guy for you. On a one. I think they, they, they do some shuffling. I mean, they already moved on from Eddie Escobar. I, I just – you know, we, we get so excited about the term sell, and uh, I don't know. I guess the Mets are there. Padres are the same boat, man. They just don't win games. Uh, turn on a Padres game, and they have a uh, under-four-run lead, and you're like, hey, I think they're going to lose this game. Uh, and they did that against the Pirates this week. Pirates coming off an awful month of May. 
uh, salvaged it a little bit with San Diego, and they entered my radar a little bit more. I, I'd fully written off the Pirates. I still am because actually, look where the Reds landed. Talk about good months of June. Mm, uh, those two Junes are in different spots. Yeah, uh, that is San Diego. I'm sorry. I, I think they do end up like trading a Snell. I, I think there will be Soto rumors. I don't think it'll actually happen because because they won't do that, but. Like I mentioned with the Marlins, the San Francisco Giants, they turned it on in June that if if you're the Padres, that team was the variable team. That's before getting to the Arizona Diamondbacks. And just to walk people through some mental Jake math, I was wondering about this big June theory. And I was like, okay, am I stumbling into something or not? Because we do have a new playoff format that a lot of teams get into playoffs, right? So if you're a team that has a big June, Are the odds that you had a bad April and May? No. I mean, you could kind of toil for the two months. You could have 500 and be good for June. You could have a good month and a bad month, April, April or May. So my, my June theory, I don't think is rocket science. Really? Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of baseball, you know, the boys of summer, that kind of deal. But I do think if you have a good June, and I, I want to follow up on this later in the year, I, that affects – if you're going at the trade deadline, that's, you probably haven't had two bad months before that, which means if you haven't had two bad months before that, you have an over 500 record, which an over 500 record at the end of June in this level of baseball means you have a chance. Is there one – is there an over 500 baseball team that we can, like, rule out be like you're you're done. Yeah, not not officially done. You cannot believe in them. But I mean the only the only kind of loophole there would be what? The Red Sox in a way. But that's yeah. the whole division is above five hundred. Yeah. And Buster only just tweeted like the fan graphs, like updated playoff odds. Red Sox are below twenty percent. That's lower than the Padres. So they're they're the only true team. But so I, they're, they're getting they're screwed more so. They're getting screwed divisionally, and I just sent in my homer draft pick. I took Rafael Devers because they finished this week with the Oakland Athletics. Uh, so I think they're playing the Texas Rangers to start, so you got to balance that out. But, you know, the Red Sox could very easily go into the break with like a three-game winner, and then you're above 500 and you feel a lot better about yourself. Um I think the big June matters. I'm going to believe in that going forward. I'm done with the Mets and the Padres for now. I think Seattle I'm going to put in the same boat just because uh, I've waited long enough and maybe they've been waiting for this and I know they can point to last year. But last year they couldn't point to the Angels being good which the Angels have been solid this year. They've been fine. They've got a nice record. Mm-hmm. And the Texas Rangers. we, the, the Texas Rangers over under coming into the season was 70-something wins, right? Yep. And they're on pace to be a 100-win dominant team, like kind of the, the third best team in baseball, basically. So... For Seattle, I think that got added to the equation. Like, if you're Seattle and you you have, you know, a lot of young talent and a team we liked last year, 
especially as we've gone to everybody plays everybody. Everybody loves everybody. Like, are the Mariners just the same team, but there's two better teams in their division? That's kind of what their record says. Yeah, just just Rangers got so much better. Their line was actually Rang- two and a half. I just looked. What was that? Their line was actually eighty-two and a half, which is okay. Excuse me, excuse me. So the bar you was set. And Jim set were over though. Hey, they brought in a whole new team, which I, I know we we've been shaking our heads on talking baseball recently. Just like how did we miss this? Did we not miss this? Um, I don't know. Degrom's been out. Of all these, been an awesome signing. With that, the team that had the best June and was a talking point around NASCAR this weekend. The Atlanta Braves. I I've believed in the Braves since the World Series year. I thought they were gonna run it back. I I was about that. I I didn't think teams were built that way, but they did the whole Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson swap. I was like, whoa, they got pieces in, pieces out. Ronald Acuna Jr. wasn't a part of their postseason run. The guy that's going to have 40 homers and 100 stolen bases, that felt significant. Uh, They had more guys on the way. Uh, They didn't run it back. It it remains the hardest thing to do uh, in sports. They are fully set up now. We got blinded by the Rays uh, that first month as they had a similar first month undefeated. Uh, We've got distracted by Texas Rangers and the story that is, and they're this new team and they bang and they got a whole new pitching staff. They just traded for a raw, this Chapman, which loved that. Glad they got ahead of that and went for it. The Atlanta Braves, um, Go look at the lineup. Go look at the lineup. Michael Harris, too, has been bringing up the nine hole. Uh, He had an OPS, I think, around 850 last year as a rookie. Uh, He's also, like, an A-plus defender. (laughs) So, even if he was being a nine hole hitter uh, in center field, a premium defensive position, he's he's covering that, and he's started to hit. He looks really good. Marcelo Zuna and Eddie Rosario, uh, two veterans. Ozuna had a massive month. Rosario goes hot and cold. But they're bonus points for them. It it really doesn't matter. I think this organization has been heads and shoulders above everyone the past couple years. And, again, we measure things in rings, which makes sense, right? That's, That's why Yankee fans have been mad recently because it doesn't seem like that's really the intention. Carlos Rodon coming back. Adam fifth. We go look at the NL All-Stars. I think 75% of the infield is either a Brave or was a Brave the past three years. Sean Murphy behind the plate, who they traded for from Oakland. Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman. Uh, Ozzy Albies, uh, Arcia is your starting NL shortstop. We'll talk surprising NL All-Stars in a second. <laughs> Dansby, Dansby Swanson is there. And did Young think Austin Riley get in? Uh, I am seeing Austin Riley on the Talking Baseball graphic, so yeah. 
So that's seven guys. I didn't know how to phrase the tweet last night and, you know, praise hell, raise Dale NASCAR. Hmm. Seven of the all-star infielders. Like, what's the right way to phrase that? Are either active Braves or spent five years yeah, on the are, Braves or were on the Braves in the past recent, two years? Yeah. We're, we're on the World Series Braves or are on them now. And, and know who's not an infielder? Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Braves have been like missing starting pitching this year. They're one of the teams that has let me come down off the starting pitching ledge. They've still gotten really good efforts. Bryce Elder is an all-star. Worst baseball savant you'll see. Pete Moylan sent me a meme about it. It was the it was the wrestler flicking off the other wrestler and he looked shocked about it. And it's Bryce Bryce Elder's baseball savant reacting to Bryce Elder making the All Star game. I should have. I wanted to post it, but again, NASCAR was distracted. The Braves just do this. Their bullpen is gross. Their bullpen is gross. Kirby Yates is back. Uh, Buzzy McHugh back there. Reisel. Uh, They just have so many options that I don't know. I. Nothing is all for naught in baseball. There's going to be ebbs and flows to the season. A team that I probably think is dead, those Mariners, Mets, or Padres, could have an awesome second half and be one of the stories of baseball. The 21 Braves, part of their story that I think people forget is they, uh, I think after the All-Star break in 2021, they were baseball's number one offense, and people kind of didn't view them that way. Oh. We got some Chirac uh, siren fest out there. Sorry about that, guys. Not too Ronnie, bad. <laughs> uh, that I don't know. I I was keying into this June being an important month. It it feels like there's a little bit of baseball summers here. This is baseball season. Let's go. Everything I tied in with the expanded playoff format. That essentially, if you have a good June. In the rest of baseball history, I think you're positioned to make a run at this season. Like I think you can have a good April and be out. Pittsburgh, although the Santana walk-off is as cool as it gets. Um, and the Atlanta Braves just had one of the best months ever, one of the best Junes ever. That I don't know. I'm, I'm all in on them until I'm not even – I, we'll do another tier list episode. Maybe we'll bring Jolly back and we'll revisit our tier list. Yeah. And we'll get it on screen because all you YouTubers, oh, where's the list? I can't keep up. I get it. It actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's got our bad. Wear that. Wear that. Um, a new tier list because there's been some interesting – we did it on Talking Baseball, but our, you know, S tier right now, is it Atlanta and Tampa? Is it one or the other? Is it Atlanta? I think right now they have the best argument. I think they'd be the one A. Where do you where do you lump Texas and Baltimore? So maybe we'll bring Jolly back. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we're once every three times a year tier list or something with with Jolly Olive. Yeah, weird um, uh, weird quirk on those Orioles when you bring them up on that Buster only playoff chances per fan graphs. The top four teams in the AL, Rays, yeah, Rangers, yeah. Three and four neck and neck are Astros, Yankees, both 
Astros make sense, but Yankees ahead of the Orioles. I don't know. Yeah, the, that the, seems simulation, like a miss in the simulation. The simulation, I think, must value recent year history, and the simulation must also value starting pitching. pitching. I think more than. Well, let's not say more than it should. Let's see if the second half of this season, if the teams, the Baltimore Orioles, the Cincinnati Reds, the the teams that steam low on starting pitching, let's see if it comes back and bites them. But I don't think it will because look at Trevor Plouffe's Minnesota Twins. They uh, they can pitch. And who uh, – You don't necessarily need the we, starters to, to get there. And get in the we playoffs, gotta, it'll be hard to pick them, but – we we got a new run differential graphic this weekend of the AL Central and how pretty much everyone was positive, but the AL Central was minus two seventy five or something. Oh, like by division? That's funny. Yeah, hmm. yeah. By by division, the AL Central is uh is in a bad place. Hmm. That's kind of my June June talk. I wanted to do. Uh, let's enjoy July, 4th of July tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, let's do quick, quick all-star. I, I don't think there's a ton of discussion to be had there. Like I said at the beginning, we're not doing, you know, this, this guy was snubbed because we're going to have, we're going to have a bunch, chunk of dudes drop out in the next couple of days. Like we said, the time to do that current. conversation is in like two weeks after the game and yeah. nobody cares. So we're it, you're done. Uh, maybe you said you hadn't fully scoured the rosters. I the the two names, or actually the couple names that jumped to the front of my head. A, I was shocked. The AL pitchers, uh, not a lot of vets. Garrett Cole, the only AL pitcher that I think had more than two or three All Star games, something like that. That was a they made a that was a little surprising. And they made a, a point on the Yankees broadcast yesterday to say like, hey, Cole is like by you know days of he's yeah. in line to start that game if they wanted to go that route so just be cool not a lot of Yankees yeah, actually they, started the All-Star game a little off time that'll be in, that'd be interesting right because the Yankees if there's ever a time to do it with Carlos Rodon coming back and the funny business they're already doing with their locate their rotation like okay um he was not a shock to be on the roster you you can obviously do the yenier canoes and and guys like that but yeah yenier canoes a throwing trade piece last year that started that lowered his arm angle and he's now unhittable uh, i think for me whit merrifield in the american league whit merrifield remember he used to be a trade deadline darling and utility stolen bases really good like batting title contender he had a couple really bad years in Kansas City that he he finally ended up getting traded to Toronto and it was like oh like I I think everyone almost had that little bit like wish wish Whit Merrifield got traded a couple of years ago and then you're like wow Jake BBD that was really good stuff to get him in the old man draft thank you mm-hmm. um, he uh him being an all star after his past couple of years is is nuts yeah. Yeah, and the numbers like, this year are, don't exactly scream off the page, but, but hey, is it an AL second baseman thing? Is is that why the Yanks were pushing Glaber so hard? There, I think there was like kind of a, a group of guys that had an argument, and Glaber and Whit Merrifield were in the same like tier. Where it's like, yes, yeah, Simeon is the one, and after that, there was like 
probably four guys that that could have been screaming. Get some of those NL second basemen over. Um, Rays fans who screamed at me a lot. Again, I'm not keeping any awards or receipts on this because this will probably piss off this guy and it may give him a better chance to win MVP. Wander Franco, not an all-star yet. Mm. Um, yeah, that is a mess. Yeah. Uh, Seeger took the fan vote. Uh, and someone else was ahead of him. Uh, the other one that we were on, and, and credit to us, Elias Diaz, the catcher in the National League. I, I know each team needs their rep, but he's also earned it. And that guy, like, okay, Whit Merrifield had his peak, and he was part of, you know, he was kind of the Royals guy for a little bit, but it fell off, and, and that was that. Diaz has just been, I don't say journeyman catcher, but ca- catcher. Um, and he's raked all year. So, uh, BBD, I know you haven't you, – you were processing the list a minute ago. I guess what are the other names that jump out as like if, – if you told – if you, you said this person before the season was going to be an all-star, it would be like, come on. Uh, Austin Hayes makes it. And, and as a, Yeah. Who was, you know, he was a guy – we uh, got a lot of voicemails about him on the Talking Baseball app last week. Yeah. I guess – Kind of the flip side of it, and you know you hate to become Michael Lorenzen. Detroit has nobody. That's why. Um, Michael Lorenzen made it. Yes, he wasn't on my radar as one of the guys who was gonna make it. I I thought it would be McKinstry. It had it was had big numbers coming into June. I thought maybe Alex Lang just because he's their closer, and that's sometimes how that shakes out. That what are Lorenzen's just, stats? They can't be great. Um, Lorenzen hit. <laughs> he uh exactly one hundred ERA plus, so he clears one barrier. Four two eight ERA in eighty two innings, fourteen starts. How did they not take one of the relievers? They have a couple good relievers. Yeah, Alex Lang has been good and is their closer. Usually, when you're on like a a bad team. That's how that shakes out. I guess it. Erod just was is out right now and short on innings. He he would have been the guy. Yes, yeah, Cisnero has has just good numbers. Foley has just good numbers. They have a couple relievers. Oh, that's tough. Um, make Erod the All Star and know that he can't go. Um, yeah. Sorry, Michael Lorenzen. Um, happy. I guess kind of flip side and you hate to like call a, a guy out um it's a guy who's coming into the year i would have thought would be there but just vladdy's numbers they're not what vladdy is yeah he, i know he was in the final vote but i figured when yandy won the final vote Vlad, vladdy would kind of be out and there's just yeah there's four first basemen in the al with better offensive numbers and do more on defense and I know Rizzo is trending down. I'm pulling up the Fangraphs list by WRC Plus ahead of him. Rizzo doesn't have the best argument as of right now. Rizzo's numbers are basically the same as Vladdy's, but he was trending down all of June. Brandon Drury's numbers are basically the same, a tick up, I would say. Uh, Nate Lowe, uh, his numbers are better. Ryan Noda, the A's needed a rep. Rooker got it. Right. I, I think if I had to pick, I think I would have picked Noda over Rooker, but right. So then it's the All Star game. Yeah, I, picking. But. Hey, 
At, at I'm, a certain I'm point, surprised. It does, at a certain point, it does turn into the all-star game, and I think they know, uh, you know, Vladdy is Vladdy is one of the guys. He is, he is a Hall of Famer son. He's won an MVP. He's going to go to 20 all-star games, and I think if it – it's not that when he specifically comes, doesn't deserve it, but it's a it's a packed right. position. But you know, the players uh, look at the list when when they do their part of the vote, and they're like, "Oh, Vladdy's one of the best hitters I've watched the last two years." Check. So we've so we've got from the Blue Jays infield, we have Vladdy, Merrifield, and Bichette. Vladdy, Merrifield, Bichette, all reserves, and a recent Blue Jay in Simeon. Rangers oh, that'll be all over the place still. Remember Matt Chapman's first month? He doesn't end up being an all-star. Oh, That's yeah. pretty crazy. That that would have been the guy at the end of April that you would have said was Blue Jays all-star. So let's see how the rest of the roster sort out. Uh, I was pretty happy for Whit Merrifield uh, and Diaz, man. I mean, that's um, that's crazy. Uh I, let's see where the rest of the all-star stuff sorts out, and we'll be out there. Reminder. You already know by now, but we'll be out in Seattle. We're doing a live event. It's going to be a ton of fun. A couple tickets left, live talking baseball show. Get hard with Jolly Olive. I um, We'll finish with a little peel back some of the layers part of the episode. Not not full. Well, we'll do some full life. We'll do NASCAR. Um, I'll, I'll toot. If, if you don't like me tooting my own horn, uh, earmuffs for a minute. This isn't even tooting my own horn. Um <laughs> We, uh, you know, there's a couple things have gone on. We start doing talking Yanks, right? Gets a little bit of popularity. Uh, we go to Yankee Stadium, and some people are like, "Oh, talking Yanks guy, hey John Boy, hey where's John Boy? Hey Jake, Jake I love your stuff." Um, okay, cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, we start doing talking baseball and then it's kind of like hey if you go to a baseball stadium and there's a young fan you know there's there's a chance if, if i walk past a dude there's a chance they're going to give a what's up or oh my god or whatever and that's that's cool the two recent things that have jumped um yes network and our yankee stuff being on tv and on yes network there's a different level of recognition that you know people walking around new york now Walking around New York City or, like, you know, going to the Yankees game, it's kind of like full-blown celeb. It can get kind of crazy, uh, whether it's, like, a playoff game, regular season game. If it's rainy and all the monsters are out, that was the most scared I've ever been. I wasn't scared. It was it was fun and exciting. But um, there has been a new development, and with that – um, you know, obviously everything kind of grows too, and you got to process that. And also as humans, I think we need to see things five, six, seven times to place it. Um, the ref guest Jolly Olive crowd yeah. is out in full force. Um, it has fully struck a chord with people who have been baseball fans and – the Levitard show used to do this. They used to play a game that was just name a baseball player. And now if you live on social media like we do, you'll see a tweet every three days. That, you know who really likes it? Shelfie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelfie's a big, like, name a random baseball player. And then the replies just add up because people love Mark Grudzelanik, Placido Polanco, like, whatever yeah. you like. My 06 you know, you, Royals. It, 
It's it's just it's the for some reason baseball has that heartstring more than other teams, and I, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if there's more guys or I don't know. I, I guess there's 53 guys on a football team, but let's be honest if if you're if you're not a talking Giants level fan, you know the guys you input in your memory and you think about. Like we we made a couple we made a couple good jokes this weekend that uh, we should pretend that Bobby Skinner is an old Bears O lineman because he's just huge, he's you just could, massive. If you can get enough people, pe- nobody's gonna straight up know you're lying. No, that Don't in fact they starter. would a thousand percent believe it. <laughs> um, and so we were like, okay, who are some Bears O linemen? And you know, okay, so think about this: we got a. We got like a car filled with Justin Pennick, big football guy, Bobby Skinner. I'm a big sports guy. Kenobio floating around. He's, you know, he's got some, some deep cuts. And we were trying to name like old Bears O-linemen. And it was like Olin Krutz. He's like a Hall of Fame center and he's got a weird name. Like outside of that, we did really badly. Because, we you know. It's hard. You, what's that? It's hard. It's hard. So. And I guess on a baseball field, if a left fielder makes a diving catch and hits a home run, you remember them. You remember Frank Catalanato. You, you know, you you dig deep for these guys. You know, even even the guys you don't. I baseball also has the best percentage of guys that are really good that you just move on from. Like Vernon Wells was so good, and so so good. But like if you drop that to just a random baseball fan, they're like, oh, Vernon Wells. Um, there is now a ref guest grid community that was out in full yeah. full force at in Chicago, in New York, uh, at the NASCAR event. Um, you know, Kenobio getting a lot of love. Dalton Feely at the Cubs game for a bachelor party mm-hmm. getting getting some love. That um, that has been pretty wild to see. Yeah, I mean, to in the last two months, and and Jolly happens to be in the room with me right now, but uh. uh. But uh, yeah, in the, in the last like two months, I've noticed a lot. Like, I get I get like the one person a week who like, yeah, what's up? Because I, I walk to and from yeah, work. Man. And then uh, last couple months, it's been like, ah, oh, keep killing it in ref guess. That's like the, becoming the main one I get. Usually, it's like gotta be a Yankee thing. It, yeah, not, that has been a new level. The ref, the ref guest community um, and what's going on on Jam Baseball well, School. We a, a guy a guy working on in the pit crew. Uh, our guy Ray popped out mid race, saw Joe's and Kenobio, and was <laughs> like, "Oh my god, love your guys stuff." He's the gas guy. He puts the <laughs> gas in the car. This is mid race. Popped out, um, and then yeah, I, I was I was separated from them for a little bit, and I joined them. And then, uh, yeah, the guy, I mean, there was a little more of a connected dot guy was a major or a minor leaguer for the Braves. So he was in, you know, pretty deep in baseball baseball. guy. Um, but yeah, he was like, so stoked. Uh, that was really cool. We got, we got food from the concession stand and the guy was like, Oh, Dan Canobio. He's like, Jake. Um, it's just, it's crazy. So, uh, kind of a little thanks to everyone and just little John boy media fun life update there. Um, NASCAR that you guys have seen some content and you'll be getting some content. Um, pretty wild what they've done. It is in Chicago. 
Like, we're staying in Chicago's – I don't want to say Chicago's Times Square, but, like, we're in we're in the heart of Chicago. Like, you know, you Touristy got – area. Big – you got the big shopping places. You have, like, chains, like the f- famous steakhouses and uh, all the, the deep dish pizza places will finish there. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're right by it, and they just closed off some of the roads and set up a damn NASCAR track in the city. So the, the scenes and the pictures were really well. Justin Pennock, who is a true NASCAR guy, was pretty skeptical of the race itself. He, he thought it was going to be a little too gimmicky and no passing and no speed. Uh, he ended up loving it. He got what he wanted. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the other – the behind the behind the scenes – was uh it was rainy it was a rainy weekend this weekend in chicago um it was pouring race was supposed to start at 4 p.m it's pouring pouring outside so 3 p.m we're like you know this is a work trip we're like do we get we gotta head over there and they're like oh they're gonna race they're gonna race it's gonna rain we're like we basically made a plan that we're like okay if they start this race, we're just going to bolt it. We are staying like 10 minutes away, so it's not too bad. We're like, all right, we might miss the first lap, but we'll get there. Uh, they say they're going to start the race. They don't um, because it was pouring. Uh, so we just kind of were sitting in the hotel lobby, just like itching to go to this NASCAR race, hoping to go to this NASCAR race, hoping that it didn't get pushed to today because then it was going to be like a Joker situation. Mm-hmm. Like who's – Who's staying? Who's going? Are, are we doing this? Are we not? Uh, they got in the race. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the access we got was pretty cool. Like like I said, I mentioned a guy from Pit Crow, Pit Crew came and dapped us up. That's because we were like in Pit Crew, in Pit mm-hmm. Row. Um, and then Ronnie, uh, Ronnie, who ref guess, uh, Ronnie was kind of like our main camera guy. So he got like a bonus vest that was like you could get closer to the action to get camera shots and stuff. And Ronnie was in it. He was like some of the footage Ronnie got, and I don't know if we I know we're eyeing a different some social media posts or we'll see Panic Panic was like if you don't put this on Jam Main or fighting. Um Ronnie has footage that looks like he is like the driver's personal social media team. Like, the driver gets out of the car to celebrate. Like, he does the NASCAR body out of, like, the truck. And Ronnie is the closest cameraman to him. And it's, I don't know, it's some pretty wild footage. So, uh, everything ended up working out. Uh, I am about to shower, pack up this hotel room, fly back to the big city. Mm. Um, And then I think we're clean tomorrow, right? Because we moved Boone to Wednesday. We slid Booney. Uh, slide talking baseball till to, to a later Wednesday, and uh, I think we're there. Trevor Plouffe's calling me, figuring out stuff. Do you guys episode. know what you're doing? Oh yes, and I'll tease it at the end of this. If somebody watched this before watching that, uh, right. Jolly's in the room. I told you that much. Uh, we are doing a, and it's and sort of related to our June topic, a second half wins draft. Um, oh, okay. Like buy some stock and some second half times. Uh, you guys are gonna torch Trev. Yeah, Trev believes oh, in everybody. He's gonna be so in on on the Mariners. He won't call him dead. Oh, mate, that's probably that's probably his grand fucking finale. Great. Well, I uh, I hope it's posted 
before my flight takes off. Twelve thirty central, so it could will be it'll be tight. Podcast app might probably be out. We might be there. Um, I'm good. You you need anything else, Beeps? I think we're clean. Go NASCAR. Go Jolly. Go BBD. Uh, yeah, if your audio wasn't the best, I am coming from the Chicago hotel room without laptop or microphone or anything. So yeah, the camera uh, looks good. Camera feels crispy. I think those John Boy settings we changed on our phone were do work. Yeah. Um, that's that's nothing people need to hear. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you Wednesday. Love.